We're sisters, best friends, and authors on a mission to help you stoke your creative fire and live the life of your dreams. We believe that purpose fuels passion and that creativity is your secret weapon for mass construction. There's never been a better time to bless the world with your dream realized. You're listening to The Kate and Abby Show. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Kate and Abby Show. Today, we're talking about perseverance as a writer, how to have perseverance and see through the writing project that you have committed to. So whether you are in the midst of writing a novel that you've been working on for a while or a different writing project, could be anything. Or you're in the middle of NaNoWriMo. This, I believe, is the exact midpoint today of NaNoWriMo, the challenge to write a novel in 30 days. So if you are participating in NaNoWriMo, you might be feeling a little bit of the pressure at this point and maybe a little bit of discouragement. Okay, we all feel that when we start a writing project and we get to this point where it's like, uh, the the freshness, the shininess, the newness is kind of... Uh, started to fade and you need that extra push of no, of motivation to get you through and really what that is is it's not really motivation it's perseverance and perseverance is something that has served me very well in my writing journey and my career thus far it's definitely a lot of work so in this episode Kate and I are going to be talking about the our, our best advice for having perseverance, seeing something through to the end, to that rewarding finish line, so that you can be proud of what you did and you can gain experience as a result. So we're going to dive into that huge topic today. But first, we have to thank our sponsors, who are you guys. You're the ones who support this show and keep it going. And we so appreciate your support. So if you get value out of this podcast, go to patreon.com slash the Kate and Abby show and help us keep this show alive and free of interruptions. Okay, let's get into it. Perseverance. That's something that I think every writer needs because it's it's such a huge thing you know showing up and writing every day is not an exciting activity right (laughs) day after yeah exactly like there can be patches where it's not as fun right and especially when you get into editing and stuff because that is part of the writing process you know what i mean that is part of the process of creating a book so whether you're no matter what phase you're in right now if you're trying to make it through a part of the story where you're like "Mm, i'm a little unsure of my steps here or you're trying to edit a first draft there can be patches of I feel like doing something yeah. else. I wish or I was doing Or even if you're in the else. writing process. Like, right. I have a lot of writers who write to me and say that they're in the middle of the writing process or, you know, the first draft. Sorry, my chair is like too high on. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to adjust my chair. I felt like I was slouching over. Okay. That they're in the right, they're in the middle of writing the first draft and they kind of just like lose steam, like either halfway through or, um, you know, a few like the first act into it right depending it depends on where you are but i think that the writing process like the first drafting process itself even though it's it's arguably the most fun part it also has its challenging moments so if you feel like you're kind of losing steam in the first drafting process it might not be um the book's fault or the idea that doesn't have your um interest 
Like you probably are passionate about this idea, but you need perseverance to see it through just like with anything. The practice of writing, I've said this before in other podcasts, but it it bears repeating. Um, Boredom is a side effect of mastery. (laughs) And in order to achieve a level of mastery with something that you feel like you have not perfected what you do, but reached a level of experience and skill in your craft, in order to reach that level, you have to be bored. You have to show up and be bored with what you're doing and continue doing it anyway. Like that to me is the unsexy truth of perseverance is that it's not all motivational orchestral music playing in the background while you smash those words and hit your goals and just be the writing boss that you imagine yourself to be in post online (laughs) you know you are you are a writing boss obviously but it's not all glamorous yeah there are some times when you're not going to (laughs) necessarily feel like it and as much as we advocate for if you need a break take a break like that's a very important point to make here yeah but we it's also important to understand when it's just not as much fun or it doesn't feel as great and so now we're postponing it over and over again yes we really don't want to fall into a habit of um not writing just because we're kind of in a more boring part or we don't feel like making ourselves do that sometimes that's actually a challenge that we need to overcome so while giving yourself a break is important and you have to gauge when you do need a break you also have to gauge when hey you know what I want to shy away from this because I am a little bored or I have to kind of summon up a little more grit inside myself and I don't feel up to it. But we need to not be afraid of those challenges and instead face them head on and see that, you know, this might be an unglamorous part of the journey. It might involve just doing it over and over again, showing up each day and doing a little bit of whatever I'm able to do, but I'm still going to show up every day and do that. Kind of like, um, you know, if you're starting to work out for the first time or if you're starting a sport of any kind and it's the first time you've done it, you might not be able to, you know, play soccer like a champion soccer player. You might only be able to do a couple things, but then as you keep coming back to it and back to it and back to it and doing it over and over again, eventually you'll be able to play very well. So during that whole that whole period of getting to that point is a bunch of frustrating moments. Lots of frustrating moments, lots of unglamorous moments, lots of moments of quote unquote, you know, messing it up and having to correct things and alter course a little bit. So you're getting closer and closer to what you want to be doing. But those without those moments, you wouldn't ultimately get to be where you want to be. Yes. Yeah, because if you don't have those moments, then you're really not taking it seriously. Mm -hmm. Because the people who do a thing only while it's fun and then stop doing it when it stops being fun, they're not taking it seriously, which is fine for some things if you don't want to take it seriously and you just want to have fun doing whatever thing, trying this sport or baking something and try or trying a new skill or trying painting or making pottery and you're just like I want to do this for fun I don't even care if I'm good at it okay then when it stops being fun you can stop doing it because there are literally no consequences there's no goal here but if you have a goal to 
this should this is going to be my career i want to make this my career then you are going to hit those moments where it stops being fun <laughs> and those moments where you're not like burnt out you know like kate was saying it's important to gauge when you're actually burnt out and when you're just reaching the not fun part <laughs> that is necessary to achieve what you want out of this and there's going to be a lot of not fun parts but in between are really exciting, amazing moments of inspiration and revelation and success, achievement, whatever that means to you, whether it's getting your book out there for someone else to read or selling a certain number of copies of your book or just sharing it with a trusted friend that you've been writing it for so long, wanting them to read it, even if it's just them. Those moments of excitement and accomplishment will show up and those to me are the moments that make the hard parts the boring parts more easier to get through yeah is to have it to hold in your mind I started to restart my sentence there. I wasn't saying more easier. <laughs> my, my inner grammar Nazi was like correcting myself, like more easier, Abby, come on. Restart, easier. <laughs> it is easier to get through the boring parts when you are holding in your mind that next thing. You know, it doesn't have to be the ultimate goal of like, oh, I want to be a best-selling author and have this much money in my bank account. Like, okay, that's fine. But something that's a little more attainable like right. earlier on you know something that is a sense of accomplishment that you can access in your near future right yeah that doesn't take years to get there because exactly. if you put it if you push out the the sense of accomplishment and the the moment where you meet your ultimate goal to be years from now you might lose motivation lose the perseverance in the meantime and mm -hmm. never get there yes but if it's and brain studies have even shown this to be true that if you put attainable goals in your path of this is something that i can access in the next you know couple weeks or months or whatever that helps you to continue on the path towards your goals and stick with your habits way more than if you have this lofty big dream that's like way out in the future right to make it more achievable yeah. things that you can actually see right you know what i mean yes like imagine going on a long drive and you're not going to stop until you get to your destination yeah that becomes grueling but if it's like well we have a few stops we're gonna stop at this place we're gonna stop at this then we're gonna go have lunch here now it's fun Right, because you're now looking we, for the next stop. Right, now it's like I'm looking towards the next stop. All the while, I'm still making my way toward the final destination, yes. but I'm also rewarding myself along the way. That's a good analogy. I like that. Yeah, so don't make it so you can't see the finish line. And it just feels like I'm sort of just out here by myself trying not to suffer too much, but I'm really getting anxious because I can't see where I'm going and... I'm just burnt out. My eyes are bloodshot. I'm ready to just fall over in a second. You don't want to get yourself exhausted like that. You want to reward yourself with, you know, hey, when I reach the halfway point of my first draft, I'm going to, you know, celebrate in whatever way you want to. I'm going to do something, pick something fun to celebrate that. 
with someone that's close to you, maybe someone you write with or with your family, just celebrate it. It's important to celebrate those milestones and it helps to ingrain that habit in yourself where I don't just wait until the very end of a thing to reward myself. Yeah. It's also respectful to yourself and to your own creativity, I think, that you should acknowledge that what you're doing is cool. Yeah. (laughs) And it's something that not everyone does and not everyone has the perseverance to do. So if you have the perseverance to do it and you push yourself to do it and you accomplish something, that should be respected, even if nobody else knows about it. Even if you're the only one who knows about it, respect yourself for sticking with it. And like you were saying, have a celebration, even if it's just a celebration by yourself (laughs) or with some friends or your family who understand your struggle as well through through the hard parts and the boring parts. That's something that is just a physical reminder of being proud of yourself, being proud of your work and respecting your creativity, Yeah, which I think is important because it helps you to have confidence as well. It does. And we always talk about confidence on this show. And it's because it's such a huge, huge component of any successful career, but especially careers that are completely driven on your own motivation. You know, when you're self-employed, you're you're an author working for yourself. It can be difficult to have that confidence. But rewarding yourself and respecting yourself for the moments when you do persevere, I think helps to build that confidence because it shows you that you are the person you're trying to be. Yeah. And if you are that person, you can enjoy living in that life. You know, you don't have to be looking forward to it or wishing that it was you, wishing that it was your life. It actually can be your life right now. Right. You can be that person who perseveres and gets stuff done and smashes those words, finishes their novel, publishes it one day, and sticks with it. Right, and a thing to always remember too is that if you see yourself, let's say your dream is to become a successful published author, whatever that, whatever your definition of success is and whatever that means to you uniquely, because I think for everyone it's a different image, what does that look like and what would you be doing? Now, most likely, more likely than not, one of the things you would be doing is giving yourself time to write with a sense of ease and happiness, probably each day or several times a week. Well, you're currently doing that now. So you can actually come to this realization of I'm actually doing right now like 70, 80, 85% of what I will be doing in my dream life. Yeah. So how can we tap into that now, tap into those positive feelings and emotions now and access that power that, hey, you know, this is like you were just saying, not someone that I'm waiting to become. I already am that person. And it's so much easier to work towards goals and to get up every day and do what you do, even the boring parts, Mm. when you already feel that sense of, I have this, I am this, this is mine. I live this kind of lifestyle. I am this person that I want to be. Because like with the pushing the goal off to the far, far future, you don't have that distance and delay between you and the person you want to be. 
anymore. Right. If you start living, it's the same with the fake until you make it. Like if you start living like the person you want to be now, are you really faking it? Not really, because on a actual physical level, you are that person yeah, exactly. right now. So even and if Most you, of the distance was what we create in our own minds. Right. Like, oh, well, I can't be that until I have X amount of books published or until I'm making a certain bracket of income. Well, says who? Yeah, like <laughs> those, those are things all will things come. We've, those are all constructs we've put on our own minds, you know? Yeah, true. And, and a lot of those things are time. You know, those things will come in time. Yeah. That it doesn't have to be right now. Because, again, if you had all that right now, would it change anything? Right. You know, like you were saying about right. doing... 80% of what you would do as a successful author yeah. you're already doing. Uh, maybe minus having a house in Maui or something, yeah, but you're exactly. still doing, you're doing everything else. Okay, well, the successful author career plus the house in Maui is exactly what, what, I'm, what I'm doing right now. So can I just live a happy, fulfilled life now right. without necessarily the big dream immediately materializing? Because it won't ma immediately materialize. And dreams are rarely an overnight thing. It's something yeah. that we grow into and learn to find happiness and fulfillment right now in who we are rather than relying on any external things. And I think the more we can practice that and allow our dreams to become internal things and not simply based off of material things that we may want. If we have a successful career as an author or anything else, if we can internalize it more as how do I feel and can I feel that now? That's yes. actually the most important thing because you hear so many people who would fall into much of the world's description of success who have Talk, done talks and been on the news talking about how they're unhappy so what is happiness then it's it's internalizing the dream what do i feel what does this make me feel what do i want to be giving to others and that's what's going to bring us a true feeling of fulfillment in the long term so i think if we can bring that feeling in now it will make us feel much happier in our writing it will give us that perseverance to show up every day because we're not we're not putting pressure on our writing to get us to a certain point so that then we can be happy right. you know what i mean we're loving it for exactly what it is right now in this moment and we're loving ourselves for who we are right now in this moment moment so we've taken all that pressure off of ourselves and off of our writing to try to be something or get us somewhere yeah Exactly. I, I love that. And that's so true, especially when you are doing the things that, like you said, you're going to be doing in the future anyway. <laughs> you can show up with so much. I find that I can show up with so much more gratitude for the lifestyle I have when I realize that this is what I want to do forever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not oh, I have to get through this and then it's over. Okay, well then what's when it's over, what are you doing? Probably more of the same thing. Like you're probably gonna work on another project that's just like this. So how about you just enjoy this one instead of trying to hurry to make this be over so that you can start a new thing that's just like the one that you wanted to be over, you know? Right. It's kind of this, this vicious cycle. But what pulls us into these cycles in the first place is some desire. There's right. some desire at our core that we want to make something cool, whether it's going to be impacting other people or something that is 
maybe we're going to be working on it for a long time, like a book, that is everything that we work on is brought from, it, it's, it's created from this desire in us to create right. <laughs> everything we create um, out of the joy and passion of creating, right? And that will continue into the future. So the just the idea of like persevering through the boring parts of these things, whether whatever the project may be, is it really, can you reframe it in your mind? Sort of, can you redefine it in your mind as not, oh, well, I hate this part. I can't wait for this to be over. Or can you redefine it as this is what I do? Mm. <laughs> you know, this is yeah. just, this is what I do. And yeah, it might not be the most exhilarating fun part of the process, but it's born out of the same place. It's sparked from the same desire. And in order to get to experience the joy of what I'm creating, I have to put in these, this work on this part of the process, even if it's not the most fun part of the process. So that to me is like, that's, those are the things that keep me inspired to keep going. Yeah. To have grit. Exactly. And also finding the softness, the gentleness, and the peace in those moments when, okay, this is something I don't like as much. Well, how can we make it more fun? Yeah. You know, there's lots of things you can do. A lot of times when um, we reach a point that's like a dry point or where we feel kind of stuck and it's just a part of the process we don't enjoy that much we tend to kind of brace ourselves for it dreading it dreading it it makes it more uncomfortable it makes it less fun so what are some things we can do to make it more fun on purpose during those moments and maybe it's making yourself a special beverage to drink while you do it maybe it's making your space extra cozy lighting a candle or some incense and just making a really beautiful environment for yourself maybe it's going to your favorite favorite coffee shop, ordering your favorite drink and writing at this coffee shop. You know what I mean? So try to make it fun. And we it, it can feel like, well, that's kind of superfluous, but yet it will make the process so much better than, oh, there's that part that I hate, whatever. I'll just sit here and make myself do it. Well, already we've made it such a miserable situation that is like, well, how can we, what are some things we can on purpose do to make this part of the process extra fun? Yeah. And then it incentivizes it for you. True. So when next time you go back, it's not remembering this kind of bland, boring, difficult experience, but an experience you actually enjoyed. Yeah. Exactly. Even if you don't enjoy necessarily what you're doing, you can at least enjoy a part of the process. You can make something about it enjoyable. Or you can pretend you're in some epic sequence of a movie where somebody has to persevere and push through something they don't want to do and work really hard and pull an all-nighter. Yep. Just put on some motivational rock music and pretend you're in that movie. Yeah, there you go. That actually works. I've tried yeah. that. <laughs> Have you tried that? That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, the motivational sequences, the push-up. Yep. The training montages. The training the montages. Study you montages. All know, you, you know what we're talking about. Yep. Totally. 
like i feel like almost every athletic type of movie about like someone doing a sport or going to the olympics has one of those yep and it's always very inspiring yeah and the thing is is there's lots of unpleasantness involving involved in those parts of training so that's what you're but doing you know what makes it, it cool <laughs> what makes it cool <laughs> the fact that you're persevering yeah exactly like that's what makes all those protagonists seem so cool yeah because they're persevering and they have grit and it's like dang i wish i could do that well guess what you can yeah <laughs> by by pushing yourself and motivating you yourself through these yeah. these points where it's like ah, i really don't want to yeah. even if nobody's watching okay i realize that you're not gonna have an epic sequence in a movie no one's gonna be watching and be like that's so cool yeah, but you'll be watching yeah though. you'll be watching and yeah. at the end of the day you can look back and be like that was so cool i'm so badass yeah exactly so do it for that moment yeah exactly <laughs> do it for your own satisfaction Mm-hmm. Like look there's back a lot to be said for think that. about how boss you are yeah so that that's the thing about persevering through writing is you're gonna look back on this moment in time at some point in the near future probably and you can either look back with regret and wish you had done something differently or done something better or you can look back and be like dang i just owned that and I got through it with such grace and perseverance, and I'm so proud of myself for doing that. And you have to remember, it's not going to feel great in the moment necessarily. There's definitely going to be times when it's like, I can't wait till this is done. But it's what we do with that emotion. If you have that emotion, don't feel guilty about it. Everyone feels like that at some point or other. It's what we do with that emotion that counts, how, where we take it from there. Yes. So persevere have grit you can do this you will be you, you'll more often regret the things you did not do than the things you did very you stuck true. with and pushed through so hopefully this episode has motivated you and helped to give you that extra push of encouragement inspiration that you needed uh kate and i are always here to deliver that to you so hopefully you liked this one if you did hit the like button if you're on YouTube. You can find the video version on Kate's channel, which is youtube.com slash Emmons. Check that out or give us a nice rating on the other podcast platforms. And thank you again to our amazing patrons who make this show possible. We love you guys so much. Thank you for your support. If you get value out of this podcast, go to patreon.com slash the Kate and Abby show and help us keep this show alive and free of interruptions. Until next week, stay stoked and rock on.